When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my three co-hosts, <laughs> Becca, Becca's Spawn, and Nicole, <laughs> Nora. I mean, I don't know why I feel like I still can't say her name, even though people know her name. Yes, the De La Spawn. It was engraved in my head too. like, be careful, be careful, be careful, like not to say it yeah. for so long. So I feel like because we knew so early on that she was even pregnant and no one knew for months. Mm-hmm. I know. So it was mm-hmm. just like this constant fear of fucking up, you know. <laughs> that must have been so stressful for you guys. Oh no, I mean it's whatever. But I think that's probably why you still do that. <laughs> yeah, you're really selfish, Becca. That yeah. you were like, I'm struggling so hard because we were really the ones struggling I mean, with having to keep a secret. Facts. Oh, I puke every time I open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to keep a secret for six months? No. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hey, you know, you're right. Uh, You're right. (laughs) I'll give you that. I did have it harder, but I'm trying to be nice. uh, Just kidding. uh, All right, friends. Today is our last episode of The Plants That Kill. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And it's up to me, and I'm hoping this isn't going to go longer than an hour, because your boy got a little wordy Ooh, with my script. Oh, I like Ooh. it. It was like I was writing a paper again. Oh my gosh. That kind of looks like my notes. I had a lot of notes, too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. It is fun, though. It is fun. Part of me is like, oh, I wonder if this could be like an entire series podcast for like this specific oh, case easily. that we're going to talk about yeah. today. Oh. oh, this specific case. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, exciting. But if you know, you know, we do we do our catch-ups. We talk about our weeks because we're friends and then we get into the episode. But right now we're going to catch up. So yeah. Who wants Nicole? Yeah, hi. You know, wh- what's been going on? We didn't record last week, so it's we been, we've had a break. Yeah, we've had a break. Look, let me pull up my calendar. Hold on. Let me see what I did. Pull up the calendar. Figure it out. Okay, so we didn't record last week. Last week was weird because I had a wedding on Thursday, and that's why we didn't record. And I never have weddings on Thursdays, but this year I have two. When I tell you that, like, it threw me off. Like, I'm not even joking. The whole weekend, I thought it was a day ahead than it was. And I had three weddings this weekend. So by Sunday, which I went to go see the Eras Tour film, which was fantastic, I was exhausted. Not to mention I'm also suffering from, like, a little coldy cold. Mm Mm-hmm. I've convinced myself it's COVID, but three tests in, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like it was an exhausting weekend, but that was my last three day, like three days in a row that I've had weddings for this year. 
So like now I'm like, I'm done. I only have like two weddings a weekend, one wedding a weekend until like Thanksgiving. And then it slows down a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Thursday weddings. Yeah. Is that because it's a lot cheaper? I mean, well, honestly, cuz vibes. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I was that's what I was thinking. But they didn't give me that vibe, that like trying to save money, get married on a Thursday vibe. Like sometimes people have a vibe and that it's not what I was getting from them. Mm. So I don't know, like the venue that they had their wedding at is a very popular venue and they're usually booked out for like a year and a half out. So Mm. my thought is, is that they just wanted to get married and that's all that was available. So they took it. Yeah. Is it usually a smaller affair or is it like a, was it a large wedding? Like it wasn't, it wasn't that big, but it wasn't that small. Like there was like 80, to 90 guests ish Mm. which i feel is kind of average for that space at that venue but like how weird to be a guest at a thursday wedding like it would just throw me off because you got to go to work the next day well most people would unless you're taking off and then good for you you got a four-day weekend but well five day if you've attended the wedding well true but also it rained all weekend. So it just kind of made the day drag because we really couldn't go outside for photos. Some days we were able to sneak out for a few photos before it started drizzling again. I had a wedding on Saturday that was in the backyard of like the bride's parents' house. And mid-ceremony, <laughs> they we had to pass them umbrellas. It was so cute, but it, I felt so bad because like it hadn't rained for like two hours before the ceremony, and then all of a sudden they're standing out there and it just starts raining. Oh no! I know. That's supposed to be good luck, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But that's really all that's been going on. I've just been working a lot, so I'm kind of boring on my update today. Like I don't have a ton going on. Well, okay. I'm going to call bullshit on this. Okay, why? Because, I mean, I try to think about, like, what I've seen on your Instagram, but there was, like, you know, an apple orchard or something. Okay, so, yeah. The day after (laughs) homecoming, we went to this, yeah, apple orchard. We did apple picking. It was me, another mom, and, like, Mia and her friend. And that was that was fun. That was nice. But it was also like after a pretty busy weekend because I had weddings, homecoming. Mm-hmm. So it but it was nice. It was fun. Is ho- so homecoming game is on Friday for you. And then the dance was on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Oh, OK. See, our dance is always after the game, which is weird. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was when she started school. But no, it's it's the next day because some like the freshman and sophomore teams play on saturday morning like they have their homecoming Mm. game on saturday morning really on saturday morning we used to do jv and freshman on thursdays okay saturday wow it's like peewee yeah it's friday night for jv and varsity and then saturday mornings for freshmen sophomores Mm, okay Mm. see i think our freshman was always like thursday and then jv and varsity was friday i mean that would make sense because games in the morning Mm-mm. No, no, no thank you. I'm not. I'm not going. Sorry. What is this soccer practice for your six-year-old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And nobody got time for that. Uh, yeah. So, like, my calendar has been packed with stuff like that, but 
I don't know. I've just, I felt like I've, I've crammed so much into this month and I was supposed to be in Missouri right now, but I couldn't go because I'm feeling sicky poo. You didn't want to get the little baby Nora sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad face. Um, sad. <laughs> I know. So I stayed home and I spent all day on the couch yesterday watching scary movies. I was like, I listen, I'm not going to be productive today. This is going to be a day I made the the conscious choice to sit my ass on the couch all day and watch movies. And I did that. I think my body needed it. Yeah. So. It probably did. Like, which which ones did you watch? Because I saw there's Michael Myers on your screen, wasn't there? Well, he might have been on the screen, but I didn't watch Halloween yesterday. I watched The Stepfather 1 and 2, the classic Stepfather, not the remake with um, Penn Bag- Bagley. I can never say his last name. Stepfather 1 and 2, Carrie, the remake Carrie, because it's good. Who's the actress in the remake, Carrie? Is that? It's the girl from, oh God, I got to look it up. I can't think of her name. Is it the one that was like dating a Beckham at one point? Chloe Grace Morvitz, Chloe. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the mom is Julianne Moore. Oh. It's a good remake. Like they did a good job with that remake. I like it a lot. Then what else did I watch? I watched Jaws. Mm. It's a good one. Which is a very good one. What was I watching at night though? the heck did i watch i already forgot oh and then i fell asleep watching spiral with chris rock the saw like from the saw collection if you've seen the saws no No. they're pretty gross like they're just i saw the first saw movie and maybe the second and the third but like Mm -hmm. when i haven't seen you know four through 18 (laughs) there's so many there's so many, but the one with Chris Rock, I've it came out a few years ago, and I've been wanting to see it, and I have it was free on Prime, I think. So I was like, ooh, let me watch this, and it was actually pretty good. Disgusting, but it was pretty good. Like it had a good story. And then today, before we started recording, I was watching Paranormal Activity four, which I oh, love gosh. all of the Paranormal Activities. Little tidbit I do about not. me: that is my no. No, I no, no, love no, no. them. They're so good. They did a good job at like making it look like it was real, you know, like mm-hmm. it was really happening. I mean, it's. I thought like, it was real. The... No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. So the first one, the first one that <laughs> you came got out. The grumpy cat face. <laughs> <laughs> the first paranormal activity in the beginning, they're like. Thank you to the families of so-and-so for sharing the footage, blah, blah, blah. So, like, everybody thought that they were real. Like, it was real footage. They just released it. They made it into a movie. But then they do press, and then the people that died are doing press. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody thought it was real. Oh, my God. You're so right. Okay. Yeah. I'm naive. I didn't look into press. When that movie came out, I was in high school. That was Nicole's way of being like, don't be stupid <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's true though no, i mean like but they did a yeah. good job at that like a lot of people thought just like blair witch project everybody thought that shit was so real when it first came Dude, out it was terrifying i still i still struggle with camping because of the scene in blair witch project i have not seen it probably since i was in high school oh so i don't even remember it really 
I mean, like, I remember, like, the up close, like, you could see down her nostrils. The part. dripping snot. Yeah. 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 So this this begs the question, when you watch a movie like that, when you spend all day watching a movie, like, are you... See, because this is where I wonder that my attention span, given social media and mm-hmm. short form content, has completely and drastically changed. Because we used to sit down and watch TV, movies no interruptions like that's what you're focused on now when i do that i'm constantly like picking up my phone me too so what like i posted on instagram before i started my first movie and i think i said like let's see how long before i pick up my phone or something like that you know because it's true like like especially with movies i've seen before like forget it like i could be on tiktok for a half an hour during the movie i'm not even watching it but yesterday I really wanted to just like watch a movie again, you know, like, and mm-hmm. then at night when I went to sleep, I was like, I'm gonna put my phone down and like not be on it. And I wasn't like, I looked at it before I went to sleep, but like I watched the whole movie and I was pretty proud of myself or like stuff with commercials. Like as soon as a commercial comes on, I'm grabbing my phone. Yeah. Like I can't sit through a commercial, but I could watch an ad on TikTok. you know, like, why is that? Mm-hmm. It is annoying. I don't, I don't like it. All right. Well, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back and now we're ready to listen to Becca's catch up. Find out what's going on with you yeah. in the life of, of, of Becca. Oh, what isn't going on in the life of Becca? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, transparently today was a bit of a hard day in the life of a working stay-at-home mom you know i feel like the last couple i sent it okay the text that i sent you guys like (laughs) i i did like select all to delete it like at least four times and i was like you know what like oh i'm glad you didn't yeah i sent them like word vomit everything that's been on my mind for the last month but like it had no punctuation it was just, just like a block of text. It, it was a it was a block of run on sentence. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was one of those. But yeah, I mean, transparently, I, I think everybody saw this coming. But as you do with any new parent or new life transition, it's been hard. Like the last couple of weeks, particularly, I feel it's hard again. Like there was a moment where I was like, "Oh, this is good. I feel like I could do this." And then you know, I feel like I'm kind of back to square one, but. It's just hard, like, having to maintain everything that I had going on before while also having Nora and, like, the guilt of, like, being frustrated for not being able to work and, like, do things that I want to do, you know, just, like, all of those things. And I don't ever want to sound like I'm ungrateful, obviously. I think I just worry to talk about it because I don't want to be insensitive, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's infertility awareness week. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just like hyper aware and like I don't want to say anything that would like trigger someone or hurt someone's feelings or like make them feel any type of way. But it is definitely yeah. difficult right now. And I'm really thankful, obviously, to be in this position. But it has come with like a number of things and challenges and struggles that like, you know, I could talk about it online and like glaze over it, but I'm not going to like go into all of the details because I don't even know if I fully have it all fleshed out, but mm-hmm. it's just hard. I'm balancing like guilt and stress all the time, basically, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have some semblance of normalcy and like see friends and do things that I like to do still when I can. And I don't know. 
that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's not like the happiest update. I'm I'm just having a bad day today. Yeah. 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 But bring in the real. Bring in, bring the, in real. the real. So yeah, I don't have like a happy flower to put on top of that, but basically yeah we've been spending a lot of our afternoons outside and that's been nice because the weather's great and yeah oh my gosh i love um, seeing it i mean not to flex but i'm on the close friends list me too (laughs) (laughs) you you introducing nora to the grass i was like that's so cute like immediately put it in her mouth (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure we all did that yeah hence why we love green so much exactly yeah i took her i've been taking her outside and like we like lay on a blanket outside and just like look up and there's so much to look at out there so she's like super stimulated and -hmm. it's just cute to see her like look around at everything and like we've been out there for so long that we like both fall asleep like i don't know it's just nice to have that and i'm gonna miss it over winter time although i do still want to be outside in the winter time but just like bundle up really big because you know if you dress for it it's not that bad and we don't have harsh winters here yeah. so oh she's probably, gonna look like a little starfish i know i love when babies are all bundled up in the winter it's gonna be like the christmas story <laughs> yeah yes. i can't put your arms down have you bought her a snowsuit yet or like, no, a, like a full one piece no i was looking but i didn't see any in stores yet and they might yeah. not even sell them here just based on the weather But if we are outside for extended periods of time, I would want to get her one just because I think that would make me feel better because it's so hard to know what their body temperature is. Like, yeah, I don't know. You can like feel their like chest and their back or whatever and get a good idea. But Mm -hmm. you just they can't tell you. So it's hard. It's like a dog, you know, (laughs) Yeah, but more stressful. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I, I did look on like, well, you know, there's the really expensive ones like the baby patagonia stuff i'm like she's literally gonna wear this for like two months so i just cannot imagine spending like two hundred dollars on that so i won't but what about like secondhand like from facebook marketplace or something i'm gonna do that yeah we also have a uh once upon a child and i feel like that would sell out really fast but i'm still gonna try it and get it i'm definitely gonna get her one but not full price I feel like baby clothes are the best things to get secondhand. And a lot of people, like when I was pregnant with Mia, we would go to garage sales. Like me and my mom would hunt down garage sales and like buy everything mm-hmm. for like super cheap because it's something that the baby's not going to wear, like you said, more than a couple of times mm-hmm. and then they grow out of it. So like it's the most least used clothes, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But then like... I felt like some of the people like in my immediate circle were kind of like, oh, don't you want new things? Like, oh, you're putting that on your baby. And it's like, you do you have a washing machine? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, what's, <laughs> I don't it. get it. No, that's weird. <laughs> I wear secondhand yeah. clothes for myself, like all the time. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> yeah. I went out to, I've been like trying to go jeans shopping because, you know, it's getting chilly and I've got one pair of pre-pregnancy jeans that currently fit me but i just have never liked those jeans that is an accomplishment must i say it is it's not the most comfortable but like they fit so i'm like okay cool yeah but my like favorite pair of jeans still don't fit me and they might not ever fit me again and that's fine but so i was like i need to go shopping and normally i just thrift but Mm -hmm. i was like you know what i okay we're back to the you know 
80s dad jeans that fit me really weird and i look at myself in public in the mirror and i'm like what the hell have i been wearing around okay that moment has honestly scarred me so i'm like we're gonna go get some new jeans so i've been shopping around for like the last week and we went to like dillard's because they have a levi's section but they only had like skinny jeans like it was only skinny jeans weird because like, that's not even really in out. style yeah, yeah. So we're not going out. back there I know. Yeah. I was really surprised that they're still making them like in mass. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously nothing there worked. And then eventually I went to Target and I got some like uh, jeans, some like wide leg jeans. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty good about them, but I do need to alter them because they're too long. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time I've like bought jeans like firsthand in so long. And it, I remember I just don't like doing that. It's like jeans and swimsuits. Always yeah. a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's just because, you know, we are so hard on ourselves. Or I, I'll speak for myself. I'm so hard on myself. And like, man, it just, especially postpartum, I'm like, you know, I don't need to buy my size and like squeeze into these jeans. Like I literally could just size up and they look good and it's fine. You yeah. know, like I've had yeah. to tell myself that a lot. Like it's fine. It's like literally not even a big deal. Like, no. Because every time you put them on, you're just being mean to yourself if they don't fit well you know so it's like a it's like a constant just negative feeling you know Mm -hmm. that's funny you said target though because the other day i did see a girl walking into target in what i expect you were wearing when you said you looked at yourself (laughs) in the mirror because she had like these 90s very baggy jeans that were like seemingly tied together with a string so it was all ripply around the top Uh because they were way oversized and i thought it was cute so, Listen, I bet you okay, looked cute. I like feel- Gen Z. Gen Z's cute. Yeah, she was, <laughs> she was so she Gen was, Z. She was young. Yeah. I feel like Gen Z's bringing back the 90s, like like full yeah. full force, full circle. It's coming back. Absolutely. Which I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not sure how I feel about it because I was always, okay, I never had like the skinniest waist in high school. And like the girls that rocked the baggy jeans with the little crop tops, which is very much a thing now, mm-hmm. they had the skinny little waist. So I was always like a t-shirt baggy jeans kind of girl. So I went like the more hip hop route. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And now I feel like I can't do that. I have a couple pairs of baggier jeans that I feel like are really cute, but they always have this weird ass bulge in the front. And I look mm. like, hey, they have a a literal penis so like i don't know i don't like i don't like baggy jeans like i'm trying i'm really trying to work on liking them yeah but i just can't it's so hard with clothing trends because like i finally got used to skinny jeans i'm like okay we're doing this and then i got used to like the mom jean like a little bit looser fit but still like kind of skinny and now Mm -hmm. it's like not bell bottoms but just wide leg all the way down right which Right. I do feel like as a pear-shaped person, that works for me a lot better than skinny jeans. But mm-hmm. it, it it's just like, I don't know. It's hard to keep up with all this shit. Like, I don't know. Once I get yeah. used to these wide leg and now it's going to be bell bottoms really fitted to the thighs and flare out. I mean, I oh, think it's God. some people already never. wear bell bottoms. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. It is hard to keep up with the trends. And that's why I like just making my own clothes because I literally just like make it exactly how I want. <laughs> Like, have you ever made a pair of jeans? No, but this like process sewn your has, own? yeah, this process is making me want to because my local Joanne sells like really nice denim. Like, I think it's like 
Wrangler or De- or not Wrangler. Maybe it's Levi's. I don't remember. It's like a brand. Um, it's mm-hmm. their denim, which it's always hard to find good like thick denim at the fa- at the fabric store. And they sell like the really thin denim, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want that. I want like non stretch, like 100% cotton. You know, like the thick stuff. Right. Anyway, so I have considered it, but jeans are really intricate and like hard. So yeah. it's intimidating to say the least. But I do think probably right now would be the best time if ever because I have some like mm-hmm. interesting proportions that I don't normally have. So I don't know. I can like alter them later or maybe I won't alter them. I mean, yeah, I'm, right now I'm like, is this just what I look like now? And that's mm-hmm. that's possible. And again, that's yeah. fine. But it's just something to get used to. Right. But anyway, that's kind of me, what I've been, what's on my mind lately. I mean, you got a pair of jeans. Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. I got three. But, oh, three. Yeah, because they were like $30. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cheap for jeans. So it is. Yeah. I, I got them. And then also I got them knowing that I like the fabric and I like the general shape so I can switch them up if I want later on to keep wearing them yeah. after this. So... I'm happy I feel with my like purchases. you. I feel like you only need a solid two or three pairs of jeans, like total. Yep. You know, I agree. You're not washing them very frequently. They go with anything. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can really cycle them out. I think everybody needs a good pair of light wash and dark wash. And if you yeah. don't even like yeah. dark, light wash, some people don't like light wash. I don't really gravitate towards light wash, but like let's say medium wash and mm-hmm. dark wash, and that's it. Because it's yep. like. I don't know. So, but some like influencer closets I see, they have like 80 pairs of jeans. I'm like, how did, number one, how did you find that many pairs of jeans that you like on yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when are you wearing them? Like, <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. I, run I never wear the, the same jeans two days in a row. <laughs> Not relatable. Oh, gosh. Have you guys, do you guys shop or have you ever shopped at Madewell? Is that like a good brand? I mean, I yes. know they have like they mm-hmm. the stores are a vibe. Yeah, yes. no, I know they they like focus on jeans and like yeah. well fitting jeans, but I didn't know. Mia yeah. did a pop up there for her stickers in the oh. one in downtown Chicago, and it's so cute. She got a sweater from there, and I actually thrifted a t shirt from Madewell, and it's like one of my favorite t shirts. It's Madewell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's made very well no i i do really like made well although i don't i've never had any jeans from there but that's a good idea there's a made well in tucson i think when i visit i might go mm-hmm. to do some yeah. shopping but the my favorite pair of jeans are from this company based out of tennessee called Imogen and willie or imogen and willie sorry i've said that super weird mm. and they're <laughs> very expensive and those are my favorite jeans i hope i fit into again someday <laughs> they're because I, I was looking online to see if i could get another pair and they're like three hundred dollars i'm like did Damn. i spend that much on jeans like i don't remember i was reckless you know you got it off ago. the clearance they had a clearance yeah. rack and you but just see here's the thing but i wore them like <laughs> every day i have jeans from like my last year of college still May, okay maybe one pair that i was like i hope one day i'll fit back into this i'm not gonna fit back into it all right We've passed those days, but they're still in good condition. So like, yeah, you spend $300 on something, but if you're doing like the capsule, the minimalist, like cost per wear, have those for three years. Like if you divide that by how many, like it's actually, you know, yeah, if it lasts and all of that. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for, you know, investing if you can, if you have the money to do it. I mean, that's, that's probably what I was thinking. But I mean, no, if I want to buy another pair, I'm like, oh, I don't think I can. But that's a lot. Madewell yeah. is a little bit more expensive, too. But I want to say they're in like the one to two hundred dollar range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK. OK. Yep. Yeah. So that's Denim Corner. Um <laughs> Denim 101. Well, I I got those new pants that I think I sent you guys that photo, right? The, yeah, was that a TikTok purchase? No, I saw some like cute boy on Instagram. No, it was like some shop posted, like some coffee shop posted like something. But he was, I saw these pants and I was like, I have to find those. Mm-hmm. So like I went and I asked my friends. I was like, we scoured the internet and finally I found them. It was from this, well, I found the ones from this place called The Bronx. I was actually going to text or DM the coffee shop and be like, hey, could you ask that guy where he got his pants? But I'm glad I found them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why don't you just ask him? But I guess if it wasn't like <sighs> just some random guy, I guess that's. Yeah. So it was from Bronson Manufacturing Company, but they were British Army Gurkha Bermuda pants. <laughs> that's a mouthful. And they're cotton. So then I was like, and I, when I looked at it, it said like made from a 1942 pattern. And I was like, oh, and I then I had the that. thought again of like, maybe I should learn how to make clothes. But then, yeah, uh, it just has the time. <laughs> Adam, menswear is so fun. I think you would love it. I really do. But it's not these like these aren't slimming. Well, they are slimming as far as like it made me look slim, but they're not slimming. They're like the wide leg. It's like straight. There's no like shape to them. So I was like, that couldn't be too hard. But you look but really good them. in them, though. And I think I'm going to order another pair. I'm going to yeah. order them in khaki because I got mm-hmm. olive. Mm-hmm. How much were they? Were they expensive? Um, no. $55. Oh, that's not bad for that's men's pants. That's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I'm scrolling back. To but here's the again. situation. There is like a strap that goes like underneath and through and then buckles and a strap that buckles on the other side. Uh-huh. It's hard to explain, but um, Taking I had them to off pee to yesterday pee? when oh. I was in Ikea and I legitimately was like, if someone was next to me at this urinal, they would just think I was over here playing with myself because it took me forever <laughs> to get the equipment out to go pee. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, is this how girls feel when they wear rompers? Except yes. I'm not butt naked standing there. Oh God, yes. that's the worst. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can attest that yes, probably. Or like a one. But except yeah. you get the ones that have like, you get the ones with wide leg holes so you can just slide it over. Oh yeah, you just yeah. hold it. Just hold it over. That's coordination, man. It's like wearing a one-piece bathing suit. No one's taking that shit off. You just slide it <laughs> over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, my week's been pretty good. We we drove up to Flagstaff to flag, as the Arizonians call it. Ooh, that's where uh, sister mm-hmm. wives are at. Well, yeah, some of them. We drove up there to get a peek at fall. So that was fun. Oh, nice. And also, like, I'm slightly obsessed with aspen trees. Oh. Mostly because like aspen trees themselves like are unique to me because it's all like basically an underground system. Like they're all connected. Mm-hmm. And so like that's pretty neat to me. But anyway, they were all bright yellow and beautiful. So we took Mai Tai on a little trip up there, which was fun. His little picture but... up on that little hike. Oh, he's oh. such a cute little boy. Then I was like <laughs> traipsing with him through the woods. Um, Because my my friend Zach went with us. But then I had this thought of like, oh, there's probably bears here. Oh, And not like 
oh, not the guy that I'm sure. dating, but actual like bears. So then yeah. I'm like, mm. yeah. and in that in this weather, they like this weather. Yeah. So I turned very quickly around and was like, well, let's go back to the car because I don't know. I just had this like this anxiety. I would bears. too. So I wonder. I wonder if people that go hiking frequently, if they're bringing protection. Like, are you bringing a gun with you when you hike? Probably. Yeah, because like not only bears, but like jaguars. Yeah. You know, uh, all um, the animals, all the cats. I'm I'm good. Like I would get chased because I want to know what to do. I'd have a heart attack probably. Um, but it was it was very fun. And then we went and ate at this place. It's like um, brewery in like downtown Flag. And they had a dog-friendly bar, like, patio, but it said non-reactive dogs. And so... Non-reactive? I don't really know what that means. Like okay, they don't bark? But, the, see, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And so we went there, and Mai Tai was fine. Like, he's okay. He's a good dog. Yeah. But there was a couple times where he started barking. And it's more or less like, I see you over there, and I want you to, like, come say hi to me. Or I yeah. want to come say hi to you, but I can't. So he barks. And I was so on edge because i was like we're gonna get kicked out because i mean listen he's part chihuahua the bark is piercing yeah okay but also i would need someone to explain that sign to me i would be like can you define what this means thanks because yeah does it mean like i feel like biting like dogs that don't bite i feel like reactive is just like loud and doesn't do well with other dogs that's what i would define that as probably barks constantly when he sees when it sees another dog because like my dad was looking at dogs and it was fine but sometimes he would bark sometimes he was like whatever okay Mm -hmm. but i think putting him in positions like that will kind of work that out of him right because it's like if you don't want your dog if you want your dog to behave in public you have to take them out in public so it's like yeah i don't i think you were totally fine to be there yeah Yeah, but so and i know i did thank you (laughs) but you know the type that you would see at flag at a brewery you know it's like these these like young i want to say young but like probably early 30s late 20s like just like vagabond sort of lifestyle with their dog that's like so well behaved that it doesn't need to be on a leash and it literally will just like sit next to you and here's mine like wrapping himself around the table multiple times and i'm like oh my god they're all yeah. judging me like i was sweating okay. and then i was like <laughs> yeah. getting angry at steve i was like can you eat fucking faster because i want to go like i'm stressed <laughs> those people's oh, dogs yeah. probably like live in the van with them and they like never you know they probably yeah live in the i know van. exactly the type of person who lives in flagstaff like a hundred percent they have like a a herding dog that somehow is like really well behaved or just like yeah there were a lot of herding dogs yeah yeah they love a herding dog yeah love a herding dog and and cotopaxi like why everybody was dressed in cotopaxi or whatever that brand is but it's it's cute what is that it's got like it's got like a llama c-o-t-o-p-a-x-i oh i know what you're talking about it's vibes it is it's like a hip patagonia yeah but like, my tie is so fucking cute. I he highly is. doubt anybody looked at him like, "Shut that fucking ugly dog up!" Like, no. <laughs> you probably. I understand how you're feeling. It's probably like the new mom in the line at the grocery store whose baby's screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> can yes. confirm. <laughs> okay, he's a he's a dog. Dogs bark. It's a right. baby. Yeah. Babies cry. It's like right. who's who's expecting this to never happen ever? It's like that's weird. Get over you, it. It's gonna happen yeah. eventually. Yeah, it's like yeah. putting a sign up at in the grocery store, being like, "Only non-reactive babies welcome." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. But on the way home, okay. traffic was real bad. So oh. a three-hour drive turned into a four and a half, close to five-hour drive. Oh, mm. that would make me very anxious. Yeah. And it's so windy I did that. too. It is very windy. It is. But it was moving at a snail's pace, so that was less scary. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice but, drive though when you're during the day. During the day. Yeah. I can confirm. So I was in the back seat with Mai Tai, mm-hmm. so I did that NGL app, that not gonna lie, where you can just like have people anonymously send you stuff and answer the questions. Oh, some of those were really funny. <laughs> okay. I had a blast doing it. I, I gotta be honest. Like yeah. I love doing that. <laughs> but I got this one question that says like most pleasure <laughs> most pleasurable <laughs> experience in the drive thru of McDonald's. Didn't and you I say like, like mom go to bed? <laughs> No, that was for the you're so handsome, I have a crush on you oh, kind of thing. Okay, okay. So <laughs> this app works in a way that like you don't know who's sending it, but you could pay money, but they kind of get you that way because if you pay money, you don't see who sent it. You see their location. So like it just shows oh, you location. Oh. I okay? didn't know that. I don't you could pay. So, this McDonald's one threw me, and I was like, I don't know what I did in a drive-through McDonald's parking lot, but I was like, college was wild. I don't know. Someone knows <laughs> what you did. Someone wants. They an have answer. found your Instagram as an adult. No one, no one has said anything. But when I was talking to my friends about this, they were like, "Okay, I'm donating. I'm sending you three dollars and fifty cents. Each of them did to pay for to view who sent that." Well, okay, so I did see that it came from Lincoln, Nebraska. So it had to have been like someone that I know knew in college. But I truly can't ever tell you a time that i did anything because the way it was worded it seemed <laughs> sexual yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. do anything sexual in a mcdonald's parking sound. lot except for like diving deep into a big mac like that's what i did well but anyway everybody has your kinks but here's the thing is i got random ones throughout like oh i have a crush on you yada 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 and i posted everything that i got mm-hmm. well when i paid to be able to view some of those were sent by that app and i think that's the shittiest thing ever what like this one that said my friend has a my friend has a crush on you they think you're so so cute the app sent that the app sent it so it like sends its own you're kidding and i was doing it for plant stuff personal stuff whatever so like those crush ones i didn't care like well, i was like i don't know i don't need to know who sent this whatever i yeah. mean i get on my youtube i got that comment choke me daddy all right i'm used to it okay oh, this is the thing <laughs> he's used to it people he's all he's used to no it here's it all the time <laughs> but now that i see that the app sent it, i was like the amount of people that this probably they probably like scam money out of because people are like mm. oh i wonder who sent this yeah. you know I, that made me angry i was just like people need to know that this is what's yeah, happening with bullshit. that app. why do you, why is the app that sending is. it it's kind of that's kind of scammy right it is 100 yeah. percent it was still really fun, though. I think I just swallowed a lemon seed. Is a lemon going to grow in my stomach? Probably. Yes. Oh, God. That's okay. What? You're already sour. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my update. <laughs> mm. 
that interrupted. Well, thank you. That's a yeah. fun update. Yeah, thanks for um now every time I get a you're cute, my friend thinks you're cute comment on that app, I'm gonna be like, it's the app. Nice try. Nice, nice try, app. try. <laughs> that is a fun app to I think we should do that. Like pot it together we should. should do that. Next time and, we're together, we should. Yeah, and maybe or, or not yeah. even. Maybe we can do it and we can make like that be like half of our monthly patreon episode i don't know that'd be fun yeah When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode, like we said at the top of the hour, is the final episode of a Plants That Kill series. And this one was mine. Yeah, tomorrow's Halloween, you guys. How fun. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Spooky. Oh, that means I already dressed in my costume. I hoped it turned out. Oh, me too. Otherwise, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah. (laughs) So the plant I chose... Well, I didn't really choose it because I was searching for plants. I chose it because I remember this story, the story of Christopher McCandless, which was the guy who inspired the book and the subsequent movie Into the Wild. Mm. I think, didn't the movie have like Kristen Stewart in it? I never mm. watched it. I never read the book. Okay. So I don't know. Okay, well, it it struck a chord with me solely because I think in the first paragraph of the book it said fairbanks alaska and that's where i was born so then part of me was like i have to read this it was so dumb (laughs) whatever Uh, hey i get it but there's been a lot of talk about like because you know i don't know your feelings on him christopher mccandless mccandless is his name who is this he's the writer yeah he was like a 20 something year old man that just decided to shirk society and he was so you know, a lot of it, it's polarizing because people are like, oh, he's just an unprepared idiot. And some people are like, no, like, I respect what he was trying to do. But basically, sold all of his material belongings, hit the road. That's where he felt most alive and unfortunately ended up passing away in Alaska. Okay. Because of a certain plant that we're going to talk about, which is the Hedicerum alpinum or the wild potato plant. Oh. Mm. He thought he was just eating some potatoes. But it's a lot more complicated than that. Okay, Ooh. okay. Okay. Yeah. Popping in. I'm surprised that none of us picked like nightshade cuz like nightshade I feel like yes. is like, the most popular. Like I was expecting one of you guys to pick nightshade. Oh. That's so a real thing. Huh? I think of Nightshade and I think of Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sally planning her evil escape. Yes. Okay, sorry. Okay. See, maybe I just thought it was like a fake thing in Harry Potter or Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't know if it was real. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I have the Wikipedia pulled up because I was going to type my notes and write my notes, but I was like, well, I can just pull up the Wikipedia and read about this plant. And then I have stories after that. But basically, the wild potato plant, it's in the legume family. And it's also called the alpine sweet vetch. Sweet V-E-T-C-H. And it's occurring throughout northern latitudes of northern hemisphere. So in North America, it's widespread in Canada and the northernmost United States, including Alaska. Okay. Okay, so it's a perennial herb producing several erect (laughs) stems (laughs) from its caudex. And it grows about 28, 28 inches or 70 centimeters in height. The taproot is really thick and it has rhizomes which can produce new stems. So it's a rhizomatic or I don't know if that's even how you say it, but plant, you know? Okay. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Because like the ZZ is like a rhizome plant. Yeah. Is that? I want to look it up. the, The plant. What did you call it? The what potato plant? Well, it's called wild potato, but if you look at Hedysarum alpinium, alpinum, so H E D as in dog, Y, S as in Sam, A R U M, and then A L P I N U M. Oh. Okay, so. Pretty flowers. Yeah, so it clearly it flowers a lot, pollinated by things such as bumblebees and honeybees, and the fruit is a flat legume pod, which is narrowed between the seeds. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty distinct. It generally grows in the boreal and northern temperate climates. Mm-hmm. It occurs in tundra and taiga habitat types, in floodplains, grasslands, and dry forests. So, like, it's pretty well adept. Mm-hmm. It's adept to calcareous soils as well. So that's like calcium (laughs) carbohydrates, calcium carbonate soil. Mm -hmm. It's not a dominant species, but it is grown throughout like big time in the plains and waterways in Alaska. Okay. So where it gets a little tricky is this isn't really known to be a poisonous plant because this is an important source of food for all types of animals like black bears grizzly bears bison moose caribou oh they all Um, eat it yeah they said bears are adept at digging up the roots the rhizomes and that's the primary food for them in parts of alaska it's a primary food for like dolls sheep and caribou hmm but also native Alaskans, so indigenous peoples use this for food all the time. Like it was a really like a main ingredient in a lot of food. Um, a good source of dietary fiber. The Eskimos used to train dogs to locate store stores of roots that mice had dug up and cached, which. Made me sad reading that because like these little tiny mice are digging up all these little like rhizomes and like <laughs> putting them away. And then here comes a dog was like, well, thank you. Thanks. Yoink. I'll take those. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the wild potato is and by all standards, like field guides, scientific 
journals, all of this stuff is a safe plant to eat. Mm. But there are certain occasions where it's not safe. Why? And it's like one of those things where like uh, factors play together and once they hit each other, like it could be deadly, which is kind of a That's little more scary. scary than like, oh, this plant will kill you, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, it's like you never know. You're like playing with fire every time. Yeah. yeah. So the Hedicerum alpinum becomes infamous with its role in the death of Christopher McCandless, the wild potato plant was used, like I said, by many indigenous people. Many scientists deemed it non-toxic back in the 90s. It was listed safe in the field guides and probably still is. But this plant contributed to the deterioration and eventual death of Christopher McCandless. But people refute that. So it's one of those things of like, this happened... When did this happen? In the 90s? When he died? It was like 92. Yes. If I'm thinking correctly. August 18th, okay, like, 1992. It's still until like maybe a decade ago was still being debated on what caused his death because his official cause of death is starvation. Oh. Which is somewhat true. But anyway, the author of the book Into the Wild, his name is John Cracker. Cracker? Cracker. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm sorry. but I don't either. He stumbled upon Christopher's story because he was part of a magazine that told him they needed to write an article about this, like about this man's life, about his death in the Alaskan wilderness alone, all of this stuff. So what he wrote in his first article is that Christopher likely ingested the seeds of the wild sweet pea, which is another plant in the Hedicerum family, but it's Hedicerum mackenzii. And it's mentioned that this plant is very hard to distinguish from the wild potato plant. So mm. the sweet pea, the wild sweet pea is poisonous. And mm. the field guides and stuff mention like, you really need to make sure which one you're looking at mm-hmm. before you eat it, just so you know you're safe. And Christopher had field guides with him. And all of these mentioned that they did look very similar. And yeah. So John Cracker. So I'm, sounds like I'm saying cracker, <laughs> cracker, cracker. <laughs> uh, Joe Dierte, he mentioned that the that there is possibly little chance that Christopher mixed those up, given that he was pretty knowledgeable, mm-hmm. or at least was looking through a field guide. So like he would know he was looking at a field guide of the exact plants in that area of the country. So like mm. he was seemingly prepared but whatever so because i've never seen into the wild or read the book he he literally decides to cut off everybody and just go live in the woods yeah i mean that was prior to like phones and stuff and i think that he like had some sort of money from his family and he just donated it sold all of his belongings and just like hit the road got a wild hair one day and decided to do this yeah, but I think he did it for like multiple years. It wasn't just like a, he just went to Alaska and then had died. Like he, I think from what I read, and I didn't dive too much into him and his personal story, but it feels like he was just like wanting to shirk society and how it was functioning as a whole. Like, why do we need mm-hmm. to do these things? Why do I have to go have a job? Why do I have to work? Why do I have to do this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so he was I just want to be pretty much forging. For yeah. survival and like hunting. Okay. 
So the wild potato plant became like a staple in his diet. And there is, is photos of like his camp because he documented his whole thing with a journal, with photos. He had a camera. There are photos of like gallon bags of the seeds of the wild potato plant, like around his campground. Hmm. But eventually this plant that was deemed safe would be the real cause of his death, even though it's listed as starvation. Lots of people disagree still with the theory that the wild potato caused his death. But, I mean, the evidence is there. So that's what I really loved reading about this, because it's kind of fun to, like, see all this evidence. So, yeah. July 30th, he wrote in his journal, extremely weak, fault of potato seeds, much trouble just to stand up, starving, great jeopardy. Before that journal entry, there was zero indication in his writings that he was in trouble, but his photos show that he had grown alarmingly gaunt. He survived on a very marginal diet of like squirrels, porcupines, small birds, mushrooms, berries, just like hunt and forage, you know? Yeah. So he was functioning off of like a huge caloric deficit and by adding wild potato seeds to his diet, he made the mistake that took him down. But this is where it gets a little more complicated. So the author of the book in his first article attributed his death to the wild sweet pea. But then there was like, though, the wild potato seeds is what killed him. Because he wrote that in his journal. And that's the only way they knew. So after the article came out, because the author of the book said he was working on a tight deadline, he decided to dive it more of the evidence when he wrote the book into the wild. He sent the seeds off to the University of Alaska at Fairbanks, received a preliminary report stating that the seeds contained an unidentified alkaloid. Okay. The things I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's an alkaloid? I don't know, but apparently that's usually what poisonous things are. Okay. Nicole, are you... Are you giving us a fact check? Yeah. Nicole whips over to her laptop. (laughs) An alkaloid is any class of naturally occurring organic nitrogen containing bases. They have diverse and important physiological... I can't say that word, but it's a really easy word to say, and that embarrasses me. Effects on humans and other animals. Well-known... Is it psychedelic? no physio physio physiological physiological yeah that's a word physio okay okay um well-known well-known alkaloids include morphine quinine ephedrine ephedrine and nicotine Mm. yeah cigarettes Okay, sorry to take mm. over that. No, that's okay. I had to know. Um, so the preliminary... Pre- why is that word so freaking hard for me? The <laughs> preliminary report said that there was this unidentified alkaloid. Mm-hmm. And so when John wrote the book, he identified that... Which, you know, this is like, okay, you, you took a little liberties here, sir. But he identified it as Swainsonine which is a toxic agent known to inhibit glycoprotein metabolism in animals leading to starvation. Mm. So 
probably a little that was the first edition of the book i wonder if he's updated this book because it did say that was a first edition so i wonder as they've gotten more information if they just keep updating it yeah which then would make that first edition probably pretty pricey in the book market huh yeah so when the final complete analysis of the, of the seeds were, was completed, the report stated there was no trace of swainsonine or any other alkaloids. So basically, the guy doing the testing on it said, there's nothing poisonous about any of these seeds. I would eat this entire thing and be fine. Which Interesting. is true. Um, but John was haunted by this because he was certain that Christopher knew what had caused his death, given that July 30th entry that was like extremely weak because of the potato seeds. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you know, a lot of, I think he probably, it was since he was digging into this guy's <coughs> life, one of those things where he probably like started to admire or like revere him and didn't want to see him because a lot of people were just like this guy was just stupid like he did something really stupid he was unprepared and he died and that's his own fault Mm -hmm. but the author is more like i don't think he was stupid so i think it's always been something that's been like it was it was like him trying to solve a crime when people just wanted to be like it's done he was an idiot but the guy was like he wasn't i mean if you look at the photos of him online this the christopher mccandless guy he does look like a skeleton. Like he looks like his face is is kind of sunken in, but he looks happy and like he looks like yeah, like I caught another porcupine today. Kind of, you know, like <laughs> there's a lot of photos of him with wildlife and like so if mm-hmm. if he died of starvation, which okay, I could see that. Wouldn't that he was be like, like the last. I think that was the last photo of him, too. If you're looking at one where he's, like, sitting in front of a bus yeah. on the side of the bus. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. Oh, okay. Ooh. I would just, I just um, think, like, it's kind of weird for him to pinpoint the potato seeds as as why he's feeling the way he is, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's probably because, like, he had a different diet of other things. So, like, maybe he was like, oh, this is what I just recently ate, and that's making me feel really bad. But okay. crack air. <laughs> um, I think it was like 2012 stumbled upon this paper written by this guy named Ronald Hamilton in 2012. I believe it was the author of the book stumbled upon this paper written by Ronald Hamilton. It was called the silent fire ODAP and the death of Christopher McCandless. I think there was like, it was on a message board about Christopher McCandless. Like he, I think he has some sort of cult following Mm. or not like cult is in that way, but in a lot of people are interested in the story because it just doesn't seem like what the final answer was or what the official answer was is actually what happened. Mm -hmm. So Ronald, who was a work, a writer, but working as a bookbinder at the Indiana university of Pennsylvania library deduced that the wild potato plant is highly toxic in and of itself, contrary to like all other scientific evidence. And the toxic agent turns out to be an amino acid and not an alkaloid because all of the studies of like the toxicity of it were based on alkaloid studies and not amino acids. Uh... And Ronald's, yeah, Ronald's hunch of how Christopher died was derived from his knowledge of a World War II concentration camp in Ukraine called Vapniarka. So, 
this is where it gets a little well obviously sad but also interesting to like tie these two things together so in 1942 an experiment was done at this concentration camp with the inmates and they made them bread from the seeds of the grass pea okay so this is a common legume that has been known since the time of Hippocrates to be toxic. Very quickly, deadly, mm. almost. So a doctor understood what this implied, so like at the camp, but basically when they started feeding this bread to the prisoners, it started to like basically paralyze them. Like their legs stopped working. Mm. They were basically kind of crawling around to oh. get places. Um So it's been estimated that in the 20th century, more than 100,000 people worldwide were permanently paralyzed from eating grass pee. Wow. Which is like insane. That's nuts. That's horrible. So the substance in the grass pee is a neurotoxin called beta N oxalyl L alpha beta. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, it's called ODAP, is what they call it. O D A P. Um, it affects different people, different sexes, and even different age groups in different ways. It affects people within those age groups differently as well. So the one constant about ODAP poisoning, however, is those that will be hit the hardest are always young men between the ages of 15 and 25 and who are essentially starving or ingesting very limited calories, who have been engaged in a heavy physical activity, and who suffer trace element shortages from meager, unvaried diets. Oh, which is this guy exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, this is kind of like where I ended my research-ish, but basically because he didn't have a varied diet. He was suffering from malnutrition just because of what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he ate these seeds that ended up paralyzing him to where he couldn't move and then that's where he died of starvation wow okay which is really sad so they they took the seeds of after this was found out like that this guy was certain that he had read this study from this concentration camp and he was certain that like that's how Christopher McCandless died. Then the author took the seeds of the wild potato plant and had them sent to a another university to have them tested for ODAP. And it was ODAP. And it was concluded that the amount of ODAP by weight of concentration of the seeds was well within the levels known to cause lathreism is what it was called. So basically where you start to par- get paralyzed. Mm. Oh, and then because of that, he couldn't forge or hunt anymore. So he he pretty much withered away. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Isn't it? So like you have this plant that everything and everybody says is like fine to eat. But under this specific condition of you're a young man between these ages, you you weigh this amount. Yeah, and you don't have, like, a varied diet. Because people said it's still... Like, some of the scientists said it's okay to ingest ODAP. Because we probably eat things that have ODAP in it. But when we have a varied diet, it's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, it doesn't cause any issues. But if the majority of your diet was those wild potato seeds, 
Yeah. Then it's going to start causing mm-hmm. issues, which is kind of insane to think about. I don't know. And he had a lot of bags it's, around, right? Isn't that what they said? They found a lot of bags around his camp. Yes. And if you go to where the bus is, because I think it is still in Alaska, like as a memorial, mm-hmm. they said there's wild potato growing everywhere. Really? Oh. That's kind of eerie that like the very thing that killed him is like growing in abundance around his van. So was he like driving the van around or was it like he was just using it as a shelter? He was using it as a shelter and I think he was used as a shelter for like hunters and that kind of stuff. And that's eventually who found him three weeks. They, They think it was three weeks after he died. Like there was some moose hunters looking for shelter and they went in and they saw a sleeping bag, but they said it smelled like um, rotting food, but then they found the body. Oh, gosh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That is honestly pictures. such a fear. People visit this bus. I don't know if I could do that. What's too. a fear? Just like being dead? <laughs> yeah. Or like alone? Like happening upon someone who died. Oh. Like that. Oh, yeah. I've seen... Okay, so... I guess we've been talking about death, but, you know, trigger warning here. But I've seen some, like, crime scene cleanup videos <laughs> and, like, not like they're showing it, but they'll talk about it and, like, what happens. And, like, one of them said that your hair just, like, detaches from your skull and it just falls off. Like, it literally, oh. like, the skin, like a wig, it'll just, like, peel off after a certain amount of time or something. And I was like, how is that possible? Because you know some of the mummies from egypt still have their hair so i'm confused about that yeah. but yeah maybe it's because they've reinforced it somehow yeah i don't i have no clue <laughs> and then like all of the liquid from your body like you yeah, know drains, drains out. out and Which then i also <laughs> i also heard that like dogs will hold out on eating you for like weeks but cats will wait like a day and they'll eat you Sorry, Adam. Taylor Swift is screwed, bro. She's screwed. No, but for real, though, someone sent me this because it it was on TikTok. And maybe you saw the same thing, but like they were talking about different breeds and they said golden retrievers almost never ate their owners. Yes, which is so sweet. Like, that's a green flag. Yeah. Cats will just eat you. Did they say what breed? would like what breed of dog does i don't know i guess they wouldn't have that data probably not i can't remember but i feel like i remember talking about labs but labs do i don't know yeah okay golden retrievers not eating you is so accurate like yeah that feels so accurate um but cats like to the breed i 100 percent would not put it past cats okay cats are honestly still kind of wild animals in my opinion like yeah i don't think they've been domesticated as much as dogs have like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean oh uh, yeah oh yeah for sure cats they don't care because and like, they're so like, self-sufficient they're like also they where are. do they start you're there there's so colonies exactly there's like colonies of wild cats in like many many places and they just hunt and live like so crazy dogs could never okay. Honestly, <laughs> for as much as I like true crime and scary stuff, I I could not be like in forensics or Mm-mm. like a detective who shows up to crime scenes. I could not do it. Yeah, me either. I don't have Mm-mm. the stomach for that. 
shockingly well, enough. But that was a anyway, good story. That was so sad. I know it is sad because I don't know. It's why it's wild to think like if that wouldn't have happened, like what what would he have done? What would his life be like? I think he would be in like his fifties or sixties now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's sad because like he knew that something was going on, but like couldn't really. I mean, obviously he knew it was a potato seeds. That's what he wrote in his in his journal. But mm-hmm. mm. oh, that is so. wild. Yeah, because he was born in '68, so he would have been still young. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Adam, for yeah, that was together good one. this research and sharing this story. Yeah. Rest in peace. I was gonna be like, that was fun, but no. But yeah, you should watch the movie. I mean, I think it was. I haven't. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I saw the movie, but I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Into the wild. You talked about Kristen Stewart being in. Is it 2007? Yes. I'm, I'm right in there saying is, that Kristen Stewart was in it, right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. She was. Mm-hmm. There's another movie that kind of is reminding me of this. It's called, I think, Without a Trace. And it's this father and daughter who live. Oh, wait, no, it's not Without a Trace. That's like some. Okay, hold on. What is that movie called? It came, I saw it when I was in college. Huh. Okay, if anybody knows what it's called. It, it Tell wasn't me a bit like more. a father big and daughter. movie. Okay, so it's a father and daughter who live, I think, like in the, a national park in Portland. And that's all I remember. But it's just of their life there, like running from, I guess, like police or national park officers or something. Because you're not allowed to live there. Um, and so they're like hiding their life. And I think she might have to go to school because they like find out she's not in school or something. And her dad Is it called was leave no trace. That sounds familiar. I was going to say without a trace, but it's something trace. Hold on. Let me I've look. I've never heard of it. A park in Portland, Oregon, when a small mistake derails their lives forever. Father and daughter relationship outdoor. Oh, that's yes. just keywords. <laughs> That's that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, no trace. similar vibes, but they don't like die because they're I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Similar vibes. Wild. I want to watch this I movie. Would not, I think I'm gonna go watch I it. I would not survive. I wouldn't. Either. I gotta be honest. I can't even eat things off of a bone. So having to kill oh, an animal, yeah. and then eat them, <laughs> yeah, absolutely eat not. Off of a bone. Oh my god. Uh, I took the meat off of a rotisserie chicken the other day to make some soup, and that was not fun. It was not no. fun. It's so good, though. It, nothing made me feel more like a carnivore, but it was so good. I love dark meat, but like dark <laughs> meat off of a chicken. Yeah. Um, you know me what's too. a funny thought? The dark meat's my Cuban, favorite. It's so good. Um, and you know what's gross about that is there's like blood in the dark meat, so that's why it, it tastes more hearty, which is like, I'm a carnivore. <sighs> okay. I mean, we... Meat, medium rare steak, baby. It's bleeding. No. I know. I can't do the meat. I, I have. It has to be well done for me. But my kid, really? Oh, I cannot do it well done. She I likes it medium mowing. rare. She likes oh, it I, I cannot see pink. I cannot. Really? I am but so honest, surprised. I don't really even eat meat anymore. So yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the substitutes are like they're slapping. But then I'm gonna find out that I'm. 
I'm gonna grow like a fourth nipple. You're eating yeah. too many soybeans, sir. Too much soy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Real quick though, about the soy. Yeah. I'm gonna call bullshit on that. I think that's big dairy. I gotta be honest. No. Not a huge conspiracy theorist, but I think big dairy <laughs> makes us feel like soy is bad because yeah, literally dairy. in Asian big cultures, dairy. they their their diet is mostly soy. And are they growing man boobs? No. Yeah, you're right. So Big Dairy was like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna tell these men that they're going to grow boobs. <laughs> and then you had the whole Got Milk campaign. Right. Which was like, okay, so look, and I still which drink Which died out milk. pretty quickly. So I'm just going to say it. And then have you guys noticed recently that there's more milk commercials, i.e. Aubrey Plaza talking Is about there? milking like a tree? And she's like, how do you even milk a tree? I don't know. And it was all drink milk. No, big I don't dairy is that. Big Dairy is on big the Big Dairy, prowl. it's a whole thing. <laughs> big Dairy I'm not kidding, though. I really do think pharma. there is something with da- the dairy. I <laughs> truly do. Those people are making tons of money. Yeah, they are. They are. They're making tons of money. Government subsidies. There's stores of government cheese in Missouri. Like <laughs> Becca's laughing because she buys milk in bulk at Costco. <laughs> okay. Sam's. Sam, this is bad. actually so funny. Do I, I cannot eat cereal without cow's milk. I'm just going to be honest. I love it. No, same. Oh. Like, I am a cow's milk girly, and I'm sorry. I, I will do an oat milk latte, but I will not oh, for do sure. Coffee? an oat milk no, cereal. No, but cereal? Have cereal? you tried no. oat, oat milk in your cereal? Milk. Have you I tried have, it? And it's just, it ain't right. No, it, okay? ain't, it ain't right. Have you tried <laughs> almond milk? No, gross as ain't well. Right. Gross. Yeah. You're kidding. Also, There's Nicole, a texture. let's think about this financially do you know how much like a quart of of almond milk costs i'm gonna go through you guys eat a lot of my cereal you eat a lot of cereal yeah we don't eat cereal (laughs) yeah it's count chocolate season okay yeah Yeah. and (laughs) it is it's just not it's not gonna happen for me like okay and here's the thing i don't have any sort of reaction to dairy so why should i not drink it like well it just doesn't make sense right like I i feel like Dairy has a lot of reactions. Yeah, see, if you if you have reactions, but if you it's like gluten. Okay, there was this whole campaign against gluten. If you don't have a reaction to gluten, it's a good thing to eat. Like just eat the bread. Like you know, it's it's just there's so much goodness in dairy if you can eat it, or if you're vegan, there's other things that you can supplement, obviously. But like, yeah. I don't know. Hey, I am gonna get on my pedestal for cow's milk sometimes. I'm not gonna. No, and that's the thing is, it's like, not my brand. I got nipples, Greg. <laughs> Will you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> I got no. It's I got nipples, Fokker. Oh, Fokker. <laughs> Can you milk me? <laughs> no, but really, I think I I truly big dairy. Big dairy is under something. Is is trying to get soy killed? Is what's happening? Okay. <clears throat> big dairy is gonna. Big dairy is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the next Netflix documentary. Watch. Oh, Big Dairy. They've done some Netflix documentaries about, you know, the treatment of cows and stuff, which is really unfortunate. Like, yeah, Food Inc. destroyed me. Well, me too. I stopped eating for probably for like good three years. I stopped eating meat. Nine months all meat. for me. Nine months. Yeah. Um, But, you know, here's the here's the issue with cow's milk a little bit. Again, coming from someone who literally has one in their fridge and I've been drinking it. You have a cow in your uh, fridge. I didn't. I'm an idiot because I didn't. I didn't put together the fact that they're force, force 
impregnating these cows so yeah. they can constantly milk them. Because yeah. in my mind, I was like, oh, cows just always have milk. I didn't <laughs> think about it in the fact of like, no, they only have milk because they're pregnant. having babies. Yeah. So like they're keeping them pregnant. Yeah. For like keeping them barefoot over pregnant and over and over they're again. They're knocking them out. Yeah. So that's where I start. If I start thinking about that too much, I get a little sad. And then I'm like, well, maybe I should stop drinking it. So I know. See, but I just can't do the so easily or almond in my cereal. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, Becca's like, I hate milk. I hate never drinking milk again. <laughs> what about soy? Never like vanilla milk. soy milk in your cereal? Gross. So, so good. No, I would rather not have cereal than use a milk alternative in my cereal. Okay. We never. need to open up. See, we need to open up this conversation over on Instagram, guys. Uh, we're not going to talk used... spooky. We're talking cow's milk. <laughs> we're talking milk. Cool. Use... <laughs> This is when Potted Together gets canceled. I know. I know. Okay. We're going to get canceled for this. But like, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard, you know. One of the joys of cereal eating for me is drinking the milk afterwards. 100%. Okay. Literally one of my favorite things. Yes. And I can eat cereal with one of these substitutes, mm -hmm. but I will never drink the milk yes. left over. I will absolutely never. I won't really enjoy the cereal eating either because it tastes a little weird, mm -hmm. but the milk left over will not drink it. And that makes me sad because I usually look forward to that. Yeah. I see this might explain it. I am a Midwest boy. I, I'm a just dash of milk in my cereal kind of girl. It can, my cereal uh -uh. cannot be soggy. If a piece of cereal gets soggy down the toilet, Okay, wait. And I'm you, not drinking that milk. I you am dump not the cereal, drinking. You dump the cereal in the toilet? If it gets it? soggy, yes. Daniel toilet? does that, and it grosses me out <laughs> to no yeah, we, end. Oh, trash day, we always just empty the leftovers into the toilet and flush them. What? <laughs> Potty well, together's yeah. getting canceled for two reasons this week. <laughs> you don't, do you have a garbage disposal? Yeah. Okay. When what I say we, mean? I meant when I was growing up. I don't do that now as a oh, human. Oh. Okay, okay. Okay. I throw it into the trash can. Okay. But see. But also, that's kind of genius. <laughs> flushing it, like if it's flushable. Like I don't think so, though. <laughs> well, mean, you're shitting in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, but poop is like yeah. water soluble at some point. It'll break down just with water. Like food. Okay, true. Like I'm just thinking of clogs. I'm not thinking about the environment. I don't know what the environmental that bubble gum are. I swallowed isn't water soluble. So, uh, <laughs> or that I corn. Don't know. <laughs> that corn. The survival. You always know survivor you vegetable. Corn. You always know. There's evidence. It just texted me. Grosses me out to no end. Because <laughs> you heard me say that about the cereal. Oh no! It's because I can yeah. hear the chunks plopping into the toilet, and it sounds like someone's throwing up. It grosses me out. I can't. Do okay, it. that does it does gross me out too. But like, okay, how do you discard soup that's been that you're not going to eat? You okay. can't throw that oh, in the trash. On. We are really getting into like our weekly Patreon brave yet controversial territory with this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so sorry, but I do want to ask, like, what is the process of you deciding to dump your cereal down the toilet? Because or Daniel's like, how, how do you even like you're eating it and you're like, oh, I don't like this anymore. And you walk to the bathroom and throw it in the toilet. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I have never done that. That's okay, the weirdest well, shit I've ever see. I see this is this is pre garbage disposal. So now I put it in the garbage disposal, but you, you can't throw. Yes, you can't. Well, I don't eat, really eat cereal. So right, I right. it's yeah, been a while. You don't drink cow's milk, you know, it's well, just not okay. the same. 
<laughs> okay, it's about the it's about the liquid compartment to the meal. Yeah, you can't of course. you can't put that in the garbage can because what if there's a hole in the trash bag? Then you're leaking that shit all the way to the trash can. Right, no liquid in the trash can ever. Yeah. Okay. I agree so with it's that. it's the garbage disposal, but if you don't have a garbage disposal, it's the toilet bowl. <laughs> okay. <sighs> See, like I might just like fish out the individual pieces of cereal into the <laughs> trash. You're fishing one out of the toilet. <laughs> I'm fishing. <laughs> That's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, isn't that why you have like that little basket in your sink though to catch those chunks so then you can just dump in the trash? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay. I mean, but then then again, like not in defense of the toilet thing, but it is just like a lot easier to just like dump and flush and then you just don't have to worry about Okay. So, and it's soggy so why cereal, does Daniel so you're dump not and getting clogs. Sometimes he just makes too big of a bowl of cereal. Sometimes that never. happens. I have never heard of that. Well, see, I mean, that's blasphemy. Or if it tastes weird. There's this one, you know that cereal? I think it's like. Okay, Daniel, get in here. Why? Okay, no, actually, he's holding sleeping Nora. I'll have to figure out why he does it because he just texted me and said, I never make too big of a bowl. I don't understand why he does it then. Anyway. Is he just sitting right outside the door being like <laughs> fact checking you with your. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm like in the room right next to him and our house does not have very good noise canceling. So I guess okay. I won't be talking badly about Daniel ever again on the podcast. He'll just have to become a patron. <laughs> That's right. All right, friends. Well, we're going to end this episode because we're creeping on hour and 20 minutes. So yeah. thank you for joining us. If you like more of this chaotic end of this episode, you'll love our Brave Yet Controversial tier. Yeah, you will. And did he have an? Did he have a reason? Daniel's entered the. Daniel's entered the chat. Okay, Dan. I was kidding about talking bad about you, but what? <laughs> what? What is a reason that you would need to put your cereal down the toilet? Because you've done it. I have done it before. But why? Because you can't put it in the trash. Because the sink's full of dishes. <laughs> okay, answer quickly. We gotta go. We're trying uh, to end the episode here. Oh, uh, I don't know. Because you mean, made too much. No, I never make too much. You okay. Ne- you never can have too much food. That's why we got those well, big bowls. Never, you know? Because it tastes, <laughs> it tastes funny. The milk went I think it's because there are certain cereals I cannot eat a lot of. I'll, you know, that's what it is. There are certain cereals I cannot eat a lot of. Like Too much sugar? Yeah, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, can't Ooh. do it. Okay, but then it still stands that yeah, you make so too you much, made too much, and that's why you're dumping it out. So you made too much. <laughs> Cheerios. Sometimes I cannot eat a lot of Cheerios. Okay, so yeah, you just you make too much sometimes. Some, depending on the on the specific cereal. You're not gonna lose your man card for not being able to finish your meal. <laughs> okay, get out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lucky charm. Oh. You never have too much like a charms. All oh, that one cereal oh, never. makes, you know, the pee smell weird. Uh, yeah. There's this one cereal that, like, when he eats it, his pee smells like that cereal. And oh, other- we were just talking about this uh, pee. Honey, is it honey oats? The- honey oats? I don't know. Yeah. Honey this, this. It looks like a coffee bean, but it's like, anyway. Look, everybody has their kinks, but I'm just saying, we spent the Brave Yet Controversial talking about pee, and there was some video talk. And now you you know certain foods that make it smell a different way. So like, you know, to each their own. We've all learned a lot this week on Potted Together. 
We've talked we're a lot about educational. Karen. We're an educational yeah. podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's we gotta wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh follow us on Instagram at Potted Together, individually at Not Dude, at My Clean Leaves is Nicole, at De La Plants is Becca. Patreon. We have a monthly Patreon and a weekly. Both real fun. So check us out over there. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Wait, we also just came out with a button oh. for our brave yet controversial <gasps> homies. So button. we did. Yeah, it's a cute a button. button. It's cute. Check it out on our website. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.